This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. And welcome. Episode 15 of the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast. As the voice just said, I am your host, Alfredo Brown. Pablo Martinez to my left. What's that? Mark Denton to my right. Hola. What's happening, fellas? I'm good. I'm enjoying these, uh, the best candy on earth, Sour Patch Kids. I've only had like 70 of them. Um, and what's feeling your, great. What's your favorite Sour Patch? That's oh, that's on. what the people want to know. I already know mine. Pablo. Come on, baby. You know it's blue. Oh. Blue blue is the best, uh, hands down. Red is a close second. Controversial taste. Sleeper takes. is the yellow. Yellow Sleeper. sour patch. <laughs> yellow. Ugh. I'm sure if I did a poll right now, you know do what? Do it. That be that might be there your you first go. Twitter please. poll. Please, please, please. I will do it. I will do it shortly. Get cool. to work. Get uh, to work on your. Yellow Twitter was poll. probably dead last. False. Falso. <laughs> All right, well, welcome into the Fantasy Football Tank. I promise you it's not going to be just 30 minutes of Sour Patch Talk. Today, we are discussing the free agent wide receiver signings and the trades that have taken place so far in the offseason. Guys, a lot of big moves. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard, there was there was a really good player, um, a wide receiver. Some guy got traded from Houston. He went to Arizona now. Yeah, um, I had to do it. I had to do it. Um He's, he was expensive. Oh, and whoa, wait, whoa, wait, are you Bill O'Brien again? We have the head coach of the Houston Texans here in studio, Bill O'Brien. Hey, y'all. So uh, I had to. Uh, <laughs> that was such a bad. Had, <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> so uh, just because he coaches in Houston does not mean he's actually from right, Houston and he's like an actual you know Texan. I like the, hey, all right, all right. Howdy, howdy, yeah. y'all. I feel like you uh, gave you turned him into like Yosemite Sam, <laughs> like a ten gallon. Hey y'all, I had to trade out DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. I had to trade him. He was expensive, and I really wanted David Johnson. It was. Uh, they tell me it was a mistake, but I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. There you go. So yes, DeAndre Hopkins was the big headliner. Idiot traded from. <laughs> I hate when you do that. Uh, traded from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that's, it's a big move, guys, obviously. Uh, probably the one that headlines all of free agency next to Tom Brady. But the other wide receivers that were on the move, Stephon Diggs traded from the Minnesota Vikings to the Buffalo Bills for a first-round pick. They what? got So th- the Vikings got more for Stephon Diggs than the Texans did for DeAndre Hopkins. I dig it. That, that tells you everything. You I dig, dig it. it. Pablo digs it. Not I see what Bill you did O'Brien. there. Yeah, no, Bill O'Brien should be furious. <laughs> he's punching air. Punching, he may not be punching air. He might be happy. He, I mean, he's happy. I think he's happy with whatever decision he makes. Fair. Uh, the other receivers that have been signed to teams, Emmanuel Sanders joining Drew Brees and the Saints. He'll Love be, it. He'll be playing opposite of Michael Thomas. Robbie Anderson joining the Carolina Panthers to go into that new-look offense with Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady running the helm. Ugh. Meh. And Brashad Perriman. Ugh. Pablo's darling oh. from last year. Oh, man. Pablo, you shocked us. You shocked our listeners when you said Brashad Perriman would outscore and outplay Devontae Adams back in, what was it, like week 14, week 13, something like that last year? Yep. And he did. Yeah. And he not only did he do that, he was like the wide receiver one or two. Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, I'm getting excited just thinking about him. He's, uh, <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Rashad Perriman, now a New York Jet, so consider his career over. For sure over. 
Guys, we gave you a Twitter poll out on the Twitterverse. You can always follow us on Twitter on Instagram at the FF Tank. One more time, at the FF Tank. So the Twitter poll was, which wide receiver will have the best 2020 fantasy season? The options were Stephon Diggs with the Bills, Brashad Perriman with the Jets, Emmanuel Sanders, or Robbie Anderson. And in a stunning fashion, we have a tie. Stunning. I mean, I'm I'm stunned. 38% said Stefan Diggs, while 38% also said Emmanuel Sanders. 23% Brashad Perriman. And I don't know if you're doing the math, but beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, put it in the calculator. That leaves 0% for Robbie <laughs> Anderson. Because, wow, no one likes the Robbie Anderson signing for fantasy purposes. Um, Pablo must have voted at least 12 times for Perman for, for Perman yeah, to get yeah. that high different uh, accounts I mean wow. every different account Perman that's wow. all Pablo right there so right now you the Twitterverse say Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders gonna have a much better fantasy season tied at 38% over Perman and Anderson I'll Boys. go ahead and change my Perman vote to break that tie <laughs> At one of my 12 votes. Okay. And give it to Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs being, I, yeah. being the number one for the Bills is easily going to be an, uh, a more a better a choice I can make more confidently than I, Emmanuel I think his, Sanders. his floor is higher than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. While his ceiling is also higher. I think everything's just a little bit higher for Diggs in comparison. Yeah. If I could take yeah. Robbie Anderson zero to any player, <laughs> you know who it would be. The Perriman. It would be a zero. Goose egg. Damn. Just FYI. Haters. Hey, you weren't this hating is, last year when he was putting up those points, though. Yeah, cool. This is going to be a rough episode for Mark. He hates all the receivers that we're all talking about today. So uh, the wide receiver moves that were a little bit more low-key. But uh, Bill O'Brien, we have you here in, in studio. You want to talk about Randall Cobb going to the Houston Texans. How do, you, how do you plan on using him? He's your new wide receiver one? Randall Cobb. He's just... He's going to make us all proud. You already know what's going to happen. David Johnson, he's going to make us all proud. This is just this was a great decision by me and spot you guys on. are you guys are all going to be very satisfied once the season starts. This is a see. spot on Bill O'Brien impersonation. <laughs> no, this might this Texans receiving core might be the most injury prone receiving core I've ever seen in my life. Kenny Stills always injured. Fuller always injured and now Randall Cobb always injured. Mm. Good luck, uh, Bill. David Johnson, though. Oh, always oh. injured. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> oh, that poor Deshaun Watson. And a few other names that were signed this past week. Devin Funches going to the Packers, so he's just not going to do anything for the Packers. All right. And then Philip Dorsett, also signed by the Seattle Seahawks. Eh. He's not taking DK's spot for no, 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 no. sure. No, DK will fight him, and he will win. So aside from DeAndre Hopkins, guys, uh, did any of these guys become fantasy relevant this season? Randall Cobb, Devin Funches, Philip Dorsett. Do they have any fantasy relevance for you? Probably Cobb, but I mean, not. That's right. Not, I mean, yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill approves. B.O.B. Yeah. If, yeah. I had to, right. if I had to pick one to be Cobb, but it, I'm not super high on him. I mean, if you no. got to reach deep, yeah. then maybe, but I think he's one of those that you grab towards the end of your yeah. draft and you hold on to him because you know, Full, that Fuller's Fuller, gonna get hurt. Fuller yeah. or Stills is going to get hurt. And, this could be the guy that takes over that slot role that DeAndre Hopkins took a lot yep. in, in Houston. So uh, Cobb as a handcuff. Uh, I guess, yeah. All sure. Right. I mean, right. there's also like kind of the rule in fantasy. You follow the money. And when they give him a three-year deal and they pay him, I mean... You, How much you, they pay him? 
Oh, don't put me in the spot like that. Now I got to go look it up. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, don't worry, I'll take care of Someone, it. Yeah. It, you, you should know. You're Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you're handing out the paychecks. You, I yeah. don't know anything about yeah. math. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What an idiot. <laughs> All right. Moving on from some of those low-key signings to uh, the available wide receiver options that are still out there. Some big names that will likely not be playing in the NFL this year. Antonio Brown. Poop. Tom Brady has already voiced that he wanted him to join him out in Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians has immediately shut that down. Said, we just don't have the money. We don't have the playing time. We don't have the space. It's just not a good fit. Josh Gordon. Yeah, it's, that's Party. that's not that's not happening. And weed is legal now, too. So it's like, sure. He was just ahead of his time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Josh Gordon is a renaissance Are, are you man. back to being Bill or Pablo on that one? <laughs> Oh, Maybe man. he goes to the Texans. I don't know. Hey, but they have they have an opening. <laughs> FYI, mean, it was three years, twenty seven million. Yeah, you should know Randall these Cobb. things. Nine million a year to Randall Cobb. Yeah, uh, that's that's their new number. One. That's their new wide receiver. One, right there. worth it. Worth, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Great value right there. Great value. <laughs> so a, a guy that could be becoming available for teams right now in free agency. Uh, excuse me, not for agency, but via trade, is going to be Brandon Cooks. So Brandon uh, Cooks actually tweeted earlier this week, free me, end, end quote. He had the, he actually Man. had the palm face too. like the, Yeah, like yeah. the face palm. Yeah, that one. Has he been hanging out Emoji. with Antonio Brown? He's well, like, I mean, he hasn't been hanging out with anyone because we're all <laughs> quarantined. Feet, bro. That's right. So, I mean, there, there was the talk that eh, maybe it's it's just him saying he wants to get out of the house. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. No, no. Like, he, he wants off of the Rams. So that led me to ask, you know, we do, we do have Bill O'Brien here in studio sitting alongside with us, Bill, as an NFL coach, where do you think that he fits best? Uh, he could come play for me and, you know, come play, uh, come play for tech, the Texans. You I want think. another $9 million a year. Yeah. I mean, hey. how, <laughs> how many expensive, fast injury prone wide receivers can you actually put on the field at the same time? Uh, I mean, there's 11 spots to play. So, I mean, you maybe just put all receivers out there and David Johnson. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to be Bill O'Brien anymore. I, I feel <laughs> I like you're, you're I'm losing brain yeah. cells. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Pablo here, I think that he's, <laughs> Pablo here. Yeah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not going to the Texans. Uh, I could see him. Broncos, maybe the Vikings is an easy fit. Um, but yeah, he could go just about anywhere. I mean, the, maybe he'll get traded for another first round pick somewhere. Who Whoa. knows? I like Vikings and Packers. I think I'd be a good fit for them. Yeah, well, 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 I think the Packers would be a good fit. They just they never make that move. Ever, um, man. I think the Broncos really want to get a speedster that they can pair Cortland Sutton with and let Drew Locke throw deep. Um, I think I would have to say probably the Broncos becomes the best fit. The Vikings just got rid of a disgruntled receiver. I can't imagine that they want to go and get another disgruntled receiver with injury issues to fill that role, even though he would, he would fit there nicely. Uh, just Broncos might be the best fit for me. Yep. Vikings for me. Now guys, uh, I, I said it already. I've Packers, yeah, Vikings yeah. kind of like me. Yeah. They said it already. Me. Mm-hmm. Pick the Packers. Just Packers. There fine. we go. There you Gosh, go. Give us, <laughs> give the folks something definitive. Packers. Now guys, uh, this is the time of the show where we ask you, please, whatever platform you're using right now to listen to us, just go, go back to the main page, right? You see underneath our big picture there, there's, there's either a button that says follow, subscribe, uh, even rate the show, whatever it is. 
go ahead and do that, okay? Download this episode. The downloads really help. The following and subscribing really helps us. Give us a rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. Leave us a comment. Give us a question. Tell us uh, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Maybe you hate that we have Bill O'Brien so much as a special guest. Whatever it is, please let us know. Give us your feedback. We love your support. That's what helps us do this show more often and continue to grow as an independent podcast. Now, gentlemen, let's get into the big names and the big acquisitions at the wide receiver position. The biggest name of all, DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, on the surface, this seems like a great move for the Cardinals and a bad move, obviously, for the Texans. Let's dive into that a little bit deeper, though. Do you guys feel Kyler Murray is going to be better or worse or the same for DeAndre Hopkins going over to the Cardinals? Um, I mean, for me, I think he's going to be better. Obviously, you're getting a top high receiver that's going to change the dynamic of the offense. Um, it's going to give him more options. It's going to give him more to throw to. Well, is, um, but it's going to change is, his game. Is Kyler going to be better for D Hop than than Deshaun Watson yes. was? Yeah, I, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, so I'm with you. Kyler's going to be better. Uh, however, for D Hop, I think this is this is more of a you know lateral move. Uh, because he's going to go, he's going to be the number one again. He's going to a quarterback who is similar as far as, you know, how, how, and how many touchdowns he's getting, you know, how, how uh, the pass attempts per game, et cetera. The exact same. Both teams were throwing 34 pass attempts per game. There you go. So, yeah, I think that um, it'll be similar for D hop. He was number two or three uh, last year. He's going to likely do something similar this year. So lateral move. Yeah, I think I think the short answer to that is if you had Hopkins as a top three receiver before, he's still a top three receiver. I don't think any of that changes. I do think it's a big boost to Kyler Murray going forward. Um, and obviously for Deshaun Watson, it just kind of leaves him in a pile of ash and rubble. And <laughs> now he's stuck with you, Bill O'Brien and Randall Cobb. And David Johnson. Hey, but now that we have and David Johnson. $9 oh. million dollars per year. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. So... Guys, with DeAndre Hopkins, if you still see him as that highly rated receiver, are you drafting any of these following receivers over Hopkins? Okay, I'm going to list them. You tell me. Are you taking this guy or Hopkins? Ready? Michael Thomas for the Saints. Over Hopkins? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Thomas over Hopkins. Devontae Adams or Hopkins? No. No. Okay, so Hopkins. Julio Jones or Hopkins? I'm picking... uh, I'm going to go Julio. I'm going Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going Hopkins as well. Tyreek Hill or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. Tyreek! We all know Patrick Mahomes is a god, so come on. I'm going Hopkins. Mm, That one is really, really close for me. Um, I think I'm going to go Hopkins. I think I'm going to go Hopkins. Um, lastly, Chris Godwin. Pablo, I know this is going to be tough for you because this is your, this is your dude. (laughs) Chris Godwin. He's the only NFL Wait, player. Wait, what? You Wait. say Chris Godwin no, 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 over no, no, Hopkins? No, 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 oh. No, no. Hold on, no. Chris Godwin. Don't tease us. I was going to say, no. I would take Hopkins, but Chris Godwin, I love you. You're the only NFL player I follow on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, I have to take Hopkins over you in this case. I'm picking Hopkins, too. Okay, so basically, we all still see Hopkins as a top two or three receiver. Pablo, you would take Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill over Hopkins. Yeah. Denton, you would take Michael Thomas and Julio Jones over Hopkins. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm still keeping Hopkins as my number two receiver. I still have him ahead of Tyreek and Julio. Uh, I think I just put him right behind Michael Thomas. I think it's still a great move for him. I think he's the exact same value he was last year. 
Um, I think in a more creative offense. I think that was the big thing for him. It was, is, I mean, as good as that offense was, I don't know that it was that creative. I think now it's going to get a little bit more creative being with the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get into the people that it affects. Up or down for Kyler? Up. Up, right. Obvious. Yep. Deshaun Watson, up or down? Down. Down. Will Fuller, up or down? Down. Down. Let's explain. Why down? I'm up on Will. So when Will Fuller played, he got a ton of targets. He got a ton of bombs. Otherwise, he wasn't playing. I think that that dynamic is going to remain. But I don't think all of a sudden, instead of, you know, getting three, four, five bombs, he's going to get six. Like, I think his usage will remain the same as what we saw last year. I think his usage goes up. Maybe he doesn't get as open, but I think his usage, he's so, going to get more targets for sure. Sorry. So to finish, I don't think, I don't, I yeah, don't, he wasn't done. I think his usage remains the same, but I think that where before you had Hopkins drawing the defense, that's not going to happen anymore. So he'll get the same usage, but I don't trust that he will perform as well when he was healthy as he did last year. So. Okay. Well said, Coach O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, Will Fuller, definitely I see him getting more targets. I don't know that those targets are going to be as efficient. Uh, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, the two Cardinals receivers, what does this do to them? Down on Kirk for me and about neutral for Larry. Same. I, I, I'm d- definitely down on Kirk. I'm also down on Larry. He had maybe 1,000 yards last year. You draft him uh, every year. 800 or 1,000, and I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I do. Draft I draft Larry year. a lot. Um, <laughs> he's another player I love. Um, but no, I don't think he'll do as well because D hop will just draw too many targets. Boys moving on to the next wide receiver, another big name, but traded for far more in value. Stefan Diggs goes to the Buffalo bills after wanting out of Minnesota. Um, I mean, listen, this is, he, he did a lot of complaining last year. He was not happy in Minnesota. He still finished as the wide receiver 17 in a half PPR format. So we're looking at him going to Buffalo now with Josh Allen. While Josh Allen was a great fantasy quarterback, is he a better option at quarterback for Stephon Diggs fantasy-wise than Kirk Cousins? To me, no. I, I, I like Kirk Cousins more for Diggs. Yeah, I'm agreed. Kirk Cousins I, is way better of a situation. Yeah, I just think Josh Allen's not that quarterback who's going to throw deep yeah. all the time. You, I think he, he, That's not his name. Yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Pablo. White Macadamia. That's right, white macadamia, baby. But I, I just think, honestly, Josh Allen's game isn't the kind of Stefan Diggs receiver he's looking for. He's more of the rollout, look for the, the cutting receiver, finding an open hole. Um, I just think it's going to be a little bit more for Cousins to be more in action with Diggs than it was um, or is going to be for Josh Allen. Yeah, I think the big thing for Stefan Diggs is that he's not simply just a one-dimensional player that can only go deep. I think the, the value for him was that Cousins was accurate. And Cousins was not a mobile quarterback that was running a lot. Josh Allen gets these points because he runs. He 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 makes these plays because he can extend the plays. Um, so while that might be a nice idea for Stephon Diggs and going deep, Josh Allen was not actually, for the cannon of an army has, he was only getting 194 passing yards per game. He was nearly 40 yards less than Kirk Cousins, who Kirk Cousins is not seen as this deep ball thrower. Kirk Cousins was averaging more yardage per attempts than Josh Allen. So if anything, Stephon Diggs was already in a great situation with a guy who was throwing it further, throwing it more accurate, not running, and now he's going to a situation where the quarterback is not going to be as conducive to a productive year. So listen, my advice is that you are going to have people in your fantasy league that are going to be so excited, dare I say titillated, at the idea of Stephon Diggs. Yeah. 
this quarantine's doing something to me. <laughs> Word of the but day. They are going to be so titillated by the fact that Stefan Diggs is this athletic receiver that can play now with Josh Allen, who's an athletic quarterback and has this cannon of an arm, and someone in your league is going to overdraft Stefan Diggs. This is my public service announcement to you. Do not let it be you. Don't okay? be that guy. Don't be that guy. Hands off Diggs. Yeah. See what I did there? You did, I did. that. Ooh. That was another one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, last year, Stephon Diggs, he had 63 catches on 94 targets. Pretty pretty accurate. Over 1,100 receiving yards. He was averaging, guys, nearly 18 yards per catch. That's that's monumental. And then to have six touchdowns on the year... His his I think his value was already at its highest. I don't know that it's gonna he I don't think he can live up football wise to the trade of that first round pick. And I don't think fantasy wise he's gonna live up to what he's done in the past now with Josh out. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and on top of that, that eighteen yards per catch was mostly later in the year after he was pouting so much. So like I just don't see him even coming close to what he was doing in in the later end of last year. So looking at all the players affected by this move. Josh Allen, up or down for him? Up. Up. It can only be up, right? He, he gets a, a good receiver. Kirk Cousins, up or down for him? Definitely down. He's like neutral uh, down for me. I would say definitely down. down as well. Yeah. I mean, okay, so, why, what do you mean neutral? Like, all well, he has is Thielen now. I mean, they'll, they'll find somebody. And you think that somebody can replace Stefan Diggs? I mean, to me, I'm not a huge Stefan Diggs fan. I don't draft him. I don't even like watching him play that much, but... To me, Kirk Cousins will find somebody else. Okay. Not worth a first-round pick to me. Can I just say something? This Bud Light Seltzer strawberry is delicious. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Oh, it's fantastic. Black cherry. I've had the black cherry. It's pretty good. Not sure if it's better than White Claw. I'm still trying to decide. Is anyone else drinking way too much during this quarantine? Yeah, I have. I've been drinking for the last two weeks straight. I've probably never done that in my life. That's, I've, I've that's probably most. why you traded DeAndre Hopkins away. <laughs> <laughs> There's the answer. Boom. Full circle Got on that him. one. Got him. All right. Uh, John Brown. Do we see him being up or down? Down. Brown is down. Brown is down. Adam Thielen, up or down? Up. Up, right? He's, uh, it's, I mean, he's only going to get more targets up, yeah. unless they bring in another receiver. Uh, Devin Singletary, running back for the Bills. Up. Way up. Way up. Way up. I think that's going to clear a lot of running lanes for him. I think it's going to be a a good pairing over there. I just don't think it's necessarily going to be a great fantasy pairing for Stephon Diggs and the Bills. Moving on to our third receiver of this show, Emmanuel Sanders, is now headed to the New Orleans Saints. On the surface, this seems like a great move for all parties involved. Sanders gets to go play with Breeze. Breeze gets another good wide receiver out there that can that's a great route runner, solid hands, great athleticism, takes some pressure off Michael Thomas, opens up holes for the running game. All around, this seems like a great football move. But for Emmanuel Sanders himself, is this actually a good fantasy move? Sanders, was he better off last year, guys, as as the wide receiver one in San Francisco? Or is he better off this year as the wide receiver two in New Orleans? For me, Fantasy-wise, not about talking about the team, but fantasy, it would be number one in San Francisco. Just because Garoppolo kind of found the groove of finding Sanders. Brees throws touchdowns to everybody, including Vulture, Taysom Hill. Taysom so, Hill's out there throwing touchdowns to, to himself. himself. Yeah, he's <laughs> kicking field goals. He's doing punt returns backs. I don't know. But to me, I liked him better in uh, San Fran, number one. Yeah, I'm with you. I, he was... Um, the wide receiver one, and he produced. You know, now he's there's too many mouths to feed in New Orleans, and 
despite him being number two, I don't think it'll be enough. I think, honestly, it'll be close, but I, I think he'll be slightly lower than he was last year in San Francisco. So I think the, the big difference here is that New Orleans is going to be throwing a lot more than San Francisco was. New Orleans last season threw 36 pass attempts per game, while San Francisco only threw 28. There wasn't a lot of targets to go around, but Sanders was the main guy, along with Debo, along with Kittle, sure. But still, being a number one receiver is very different than being the number two guy. And for that example, I show you. So last year, outside of Michael Thomas, all the Saints' other wide receivers combined they combined for 56 catches on 93 targets. Last year by himself, Sanders had 66 catches, so 10 more on four more targets. So Sanders alone had more catches, more targets, than all the other Saints receivers combined. Well, I think this is a good football move. I don't know that this is a good fantasy move for Emmanuel Sanders himself. I think it's only going to take away some targets from Michael Thomas, take away targets from Jared Cook, take away targets from Alvin Kamara, but I don't think it helps Emmanuel Sanders. I do think, however, it's going to make Breeze a very good fantasy option. Absolutely. Yep. Drew Breeze. He's the biggest winner out of this one. He's going to be stupid good. So that leads us into this question now. Drew Breeze, we all agree. He is up, right? Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Michael Thomas, is this up or down for him? He's like neutral to me. Very, like, in between. Lower, probably on the downside, but neutral. I mean, he can't go up anymore. He's yeah. already yeah, like when you're, the, number, when you're one. the number one receiver, yeah. it's hard for you to go up more. Yeah, so I would say neutral. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say the same. Uh, Alvin Kamara, does this point his arrow up or down? Uh, I think more neutral to me again. I don't, I don't know if this Given the expectation, Kamara was trash last year, so definitely, <laughs> definitely up. Yeah, I actually think it's up for Kamara. I think that it's it's going to be a very similar situation we talked about before with Singletary and the Bills. I think that it's going to open up more running lanes for Alvin Kamara. I think it's going to stretch that field out a little bit more. Whereas in the past, I feel like if you played the Saints, you're going to just be like, okay, let's put three defenders on Michael Thomas and load the box so they can't run. Now they have to respect that passing game even a little bit more. Uh, next, from the San Francisco 49ers side, Jimmy G, is he up or down? Down. I think, yeah, I think that's an obvious one, right? Yep. He's down. Down, up, down. If if now if the 49ers, they have the number 13 pick in this draft. Now, or 14. One of those others. Either way, it's a top 15 pick. They're likely to get one of the top two wide receivers in this draft. They have that possibility of getting either a Jerry Judy out of Alabama or CD Lamb out of Oklahoma. Pablo, I know you're not big on rookies. Nope. But these two guys are both highly talented. Would that change things for you for Jimmy Graham? Jimmy. Like Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo. I look at Jimmy G on the sheet and I'm just, I don't yeah, know. Sorry, too Jimmy many Bud Light Seltzers. <laughs> no, I really don't think so. I think Jimmy G, he's got a few receivers already. I think adding another receiver to the depth of the team is not going to change much. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, he's got Marquise Goodwin. He's got Dante Pettis. He's got Debo, which is probably the number one receiver now. Um, and obviously George Kittle, who's get who gets a ton of targets. So I think that adding a rookie receiver... Uh, is just going to, you know, further mud- muddy that whole receiver core and is going to turn it into more of the same. Uh, I disagree, dude. I think, honestly, if they get Judy or Lamb, that's a huge, huge move. These are dynamic receivers. Like, they're game changers. I'd say it helps Jimmy G if they grab one of them. So, so you think yes. rookie year uh, out the gates? Yeah, yes. Think of, think of Debo Samuel as a rookie last year. Not a number one pick in the first round. He was. I don't even know which round he was, but he was that dynamic. Imagine Second if they round. get one of the big guys, Lamb or Judy, big, big, big. So, I mean, I know you're not big on the college guys, but you, you, 
so a lot of analysts are, are calling this the wide receiver draft this year where there's just so many talented guys. It's very similar to when Odell Beckham came in as a rookie. DeAndre Hopkins came in as a rookie. There's a lot of really good players uh, coming in at the same time and were able to produce right away. These are those guys. If, if CD Lamb or Jerry Judy end up on the 49ers with Jimmy G, I think they are not only better than Emmanuel Sanders, but I think that Jimmy G will end up being better than he was last year. Um, and I think that could be really big for the Niners. Uh, but moving on, last wait, one. Wait, so Jimmy G, the thing is, though, Jimmy G doesn't throw very much. Are you saying that you think he's going to throw more so he's going to be better for fantasy because of that? No, I think that he won't have to throw a lot. I think that his receivers will be able to do more with that ball. For sure. He Last year, he was throwing nearly 10 yards per pass attempt, which was more than Breeze, more than Allen, more than Cousins, more than all these quarterbacks we've talked about. So his, his he had a greater depth on his targets. So if you take a really talented receiver, a better depth on the target, I think he's just going to continue to be efficient with the ball. I think that CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy would be better than Emmanuel Sanders, and I think it would continue to open things up for Debo Samuel as he continues to get better. And I don't think any of these will stop George Kittle from just being an absolute stud. No, no matter it doesn't what. affect Kittle at all. No. George Kittle, we're all in agreement. However, again, I just think between the Kittle on one end, all the huge running back committee they have on the other side, and the lack of, you know, uh, passes that is thrown by Jimmy. I just don't think that adding a receiver to replace Emmanuel Sanders per se is going to really be some huge impact to Jimmy. I know we're going to wrap up on it really quick, but just think about how the 49ers went for that free agent or actually a trade to get Emmanuel Sanders midway through the season. Cause they're like, we need a big time receiver. So they, they realized this is they why you make juice. stupid trades, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> they realized they didn't have enough juice in the season, so yeah. they have to get Emmanuel Sanders. So I think th- this year in the draft, they're like, we need more juice. Juice. All right, juice. so let's, let's talk about two guys here that, uh, well, they got Pablo's juices flowing. He <laughs> he loves and hates one of these guys. So I'm on the same page. Pablo, yes. Mark, we got Robbie Anderson going to the Carolina Panthers and Brashad Perriman going to the New York Jets. The reason we bring these guys up together is because one walks out of New York, the other one goes right into New York. Now, we can start this off with Adam Gase. First of all, he's not a very good coach. Blah. He's not very good with offensive schemes. Uh, he's got a young, talented quarterback there, Sam Darnold. But Adam Gase has only had one wide receiver finish in the top 12 in a half PPR scoring format since 2015. So in in five years, he's had one guy be a, top, a, a wide receiver one. So, listen, Who's that one guy? That one guy was Jarvis Landry in Miami with wow. nine touchdowns. That's a big reason why it happened. So many touchdowns, which was not very consistent with the way his career had gone at that time. So well, I say this because for Robbie Anderson, he's never been very productive. And how much of that was Adam Gase's fault? And now with him going into Carolina, he's going into a pretty crowded receiving field. Do we think that he could actually be worthy of a starting spot in a fantasy lineup? I don't think it's fair to say Robbie Anderson has never really been productive. I think that was he ever a, was he ever a wide receiver too? He might have been once. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know that he was certainly flex worthy uh, in at least a season or two. Yeah, pending uh, bye weeks and stuff. But in in your regular he, week, he's one, not a, he's not a guy that yeah. you draft and say like yes, yeah, I have my, my solid yeah. wide receiver too, or even my just flex. Going, just think about it. Going into week one, are you going to start Robbie Anderson? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. There you go. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he he had some utility. Uh, yeah, not as oh, much he's, utility he's, as Rashard Perriman last weeks year. and matchups for sure. But week one, you're not drafting him saying he's going to start wide receiver one, two, or right, flex. Right, right. So I, I say this to ask, 
is Robbie Anderson better off now in a system that might fit him better in Carolina as the wide receiver two there instead of being the top guy for the Jets? Do you think this is a boost for Robbie Anderson? Does his production raise? Does he stay the same? Does he get worse? To me, it's the same. I don't think... I think with Bridgewater, you know, like you mentioned before, there is a committee of receivers and the dynamic of their offense. I don't think it, it's going to boost him up more than it really did. I think it's kind of... I think it's just a whatever move. So uh, I'm I'm not with you there. I think Robbie Anderson just went from a situation where he was getting downfield targets and converting them to a situation where he's probably rarely ever going to convert any downfield targets with Teddy Bridgewater throwing him the ball, especially given that he's sharing the field with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and obviously Christian McCaffrey. I just don't trust that Robbie Anderson is going to produce in Carolina at all. I think Brashad Perriman, on the other hand, is going to take the Robbie Anderson role in New York and he is going to be a, he's going to be the new Robbie Anderson. And that, that position is a position that produces, you know, in fantasy, not enough for you to feel good about, but enough for you to, in a pinch, in a bye week, maybe, you know, you can play him and he will, you know, he'll give you what you need. That's what Robbie Anderson was. It sounds like basically we're just saying these two guys are literally interchangeable. It doesn't matter what team they're on or what they're doing. They're basically the same guy, Brashad Perriman and Robbie Anderson. Brashad Perriman, yeah, except he's cheaper and he's faster and he was amazing at the end of last season. He was the only lasting receiver in the Bucks. That's why he did well. If not, he would have started. Hater. <laughs> I'm just trying so, to throw as much bad well, okay, so Perriman as who, I can. Who are you ranking higher than Pablo? Robbie Anderson with the Panthers or Brashad Perriman with the Jets? Come on. If anybody ranks Robbie Anderson higher than Brashad Perriman, they're probably hanging out with Bill O'Brien too much. Hey, I am definitely ranking Perriman higher, but I do. Oh. I still think Perriman is a fluke. I don't think he's going to be as good as Robbie was in the Jets, and I don't think Gase is going to file his entire offense through Perriman at all. I think he's going to have a whatever year. I don't think I'm not drafting Perriman. I am Nor going is he to start. be I'm going to be in the minority in this. I think Robbie Anderson is actually going to have a better year than Brashad Perriman. I say this because I don't think that the Adam Gase offense is conducive to a consistent uh, top wide receiver. He loves to use different wide receivers, to use tight ends, to use running backs, to use all these different players. Remember, Jamison Crowder was the one stealing all the targets last year for the New York Jets. Brashad Perriman's there on a one-year, low-cost deal. They have nothing that they owe to him to try to make him part of the offense. Whereas Robbie Anderson, they the Panthers went out of their way, and they put him onto a multi-year deal where they're giving him legit money to go in and step into a starting lineup where they've got a young nucleus of players, a new offensive coordinator, new head coach. Well, I don't think either of them are very sexy or pretty to, to draft, I think Robbie Anderson will outperform Brashad Perriman this year simply because I think that the coaching is going to be better in Carolina than it is in New York. All right, hot take. Touche. Oh, the hottest of takes, boys. The (laughs) hottest of takes. All right, so let's take a look at these top five receivers we talked about today, and you guys are going to rank them for me. DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals, Stephon Diggs with the Bills, Robbie Anderson with the Panthers, Brashad Perriman with the Jets, and Emmanuel Sanders with the Saints. Rank those guys in top five. Uh, for me, it would be D-Hop, Diggs, Manuel Sanders, three. Man, I hate the next two people so much. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's just going to uh, abstain. Man, it's literally Perriman and Robbie Anderson. I'm putting Perriman slightly higher just because we know he's going to be 
pretty much start taking more starts and more targets around. But it's going to be Perriman and Van, Van Anderson. All right. Uh, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins, obviously number one. Stephon Diggs, number two. Emmanuel Sanders, number three. Rashad Perriman, number four. And Robbie Anderson, number five, which is the same as Denton. So you guys agree. And I'm going to go same top three. Hopkins, Diggs, Sanders. And then, just like I said before, I'm flipping that. I'm going to go Robbie Anderson with the fourth, Brashad Perriman with the fifth. Boys, that is it. We have completed another free agency recap episode. How are, we feel? are the walls starting to close in a little bit on this quarantine? My yardsticks are uh, still good. Sticks for Your yardsticks? <laughs> yep. No. I'm feeling great. Guys, we are going to continue to bring you as much content as we can during this time. We know it's tough. It's not easy on everybody. Uh, you know, we are regular people just like you trying to work our jobs from at home, but still trying to bring you excellent fantasy football content uh, day in and day out. So please continue to listen, subscribe to the show, download the episodes, leave us a comment, rate the show, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF tank. Vote for, on my Twitter poll for that's right. uh, the best Sour Patch flavor. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch watermelon actually Blue, is the correct answer. Not trick the trick question. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. For, uh, for Mark Denton, myself, Alfredo Brown, Pablo Martinez, and Bill O'Brien, we are out. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.